Alright guys, welcome to episode 66 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And this week we are going to talk about um, Coda on Apple TV and how it's a fraud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> talk about uh, the episodes of What If on Disney+. Plus. How, you know, maybe they're amazing, maybe not so much. Uh, we'll talk about um, covers that we think are better than the originals. Uh, and, you know, whether those originals are good on their own. Maybe they're trash. Uh, maybe somebody should feel bad if someone did it. Uh, you know, maybe one of us would K-word ourselves uh, if, <laughs> if uh, we talk about the, the uh, repercussions if, if Hurricane Chris um, performed a better cover of your song. Um, and then we talked about a big trailer drop and a uh, quick update on a new release in an already existing game. But first... Standard procedure. Let's start with what we've been watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to um, go first, or? Yeah, I'll go first because one okay. of mine is just really short because I still haven't finished it. But um, I'm okay. still playing through God of War. Um, it's just like it, it's funny because there are things. Mm-hmm. There are things that like now that I've played it once I know, and, and so like going back, like for example, so. Loki, um, <laughs> spoiler, um, boy, that was a big spoiler, uh, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess at this point, you probably would have played it if you were interested, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. um, but anyways, Atreus is, uh, sick, right, and she's like, I'll do everything I can, uh, Freya's like, I'll do everything I can, uh, like, a mother's word you have a mother's word that i'll do what i can to to help your son right right um and you know you do that and then like basically the reason atreus is sick is because this is all just going to be spoilers but the game's been out for years so i'm not too worried about it if you would like to go play this game and you don't want spoilers just uh, i guess skip ahead a bit but like she says, like, when you come back, basically, you know, Mimir and Freya tell him that, like, the reason he's sick is because it's, like, his inner conflict of, like, him being a god but not believing so. Because mm-hmm. you have never told him that that's the case. Um, and so, she says, like, you, you can't shield him from everything. She's like, I, I've, tr- like, take it from me, I, I did it once and, like, ruined everything. And so then, like, at the moment, you're like, what is she talking about? Like, when you play it the first time, you're like, what is she talking about? Whatever, because you don't know that she's Baldur's mother. Right. Yeah. And then so now, like, or, or she's, it was something like that. And then she mentions, like, you would do anything to protect your child, but don't do this. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I was like, 
oh, that's foreshadowing. <laughs> like, this, is, this is going to be a problem later. <laughs> so there's little stuff like that. And like some of it is... So I wonder if some of it is just maybe not done as well as like it could have been. But I've watched, like as I was starting to get back into it, I watched some old... Um, interviews with the game director, like the mm-hmm. guy who's like was in charge of all of it, and uh, his name's Corey Barlog, um, and he's talking about like how people hated, and, and this could be a thing of where you're talking about. Also, if you're you know worried about spoilers, I think I'm pretty good now. Um, but like, he talks about when they they what's the word I'm looking for here? Like, uh, what do you call it when you show a movie before it's out, uh, so that people Trailer? so you can get no nah, so like. You let people watch a movie to get oh, feedback. Um, like a screening. Like a a screening, screen. right. Yeah. Right, so they do like a, a, a play screening where they let people play the game before yeah. it's out just to get what people are saying. Like, mm-hmm. what do you think of this section? And he was talking about how a lot of people hated. Um, they were like, you've ruined God of War because at one point you're Kratos and you're picking flowers in Freya's garden. And the reason why is because you're having to make this medicine for this... Um, magical pig that's the last of his kind that you shot. Right, Um, yeah. And so, like, his point is he was like, I understand, like, and he was like, I left it in. He was like, we had quite a few people that were like, this is, like, not God of War. Like, the fact that you even have Kratos, the God of War, who's killed all the gods in Greece. Like, the fact that you even have him picking flowers is just, like, you've ruined it. And his whole point was that, like, this is... Kratos having to deal with the consequences, which is something he's never had to do before. Like in God of War 1 through 3, you do a thing, you kill a god, someone gets pissed off, and he's like, I don't care, I'll kill you too. You know what I mean? And that's like basically the whole... That's the whole first three games is like... He like kills Air, like Ares screws him. He's like, "I'll kill you." Zeus is like, "You killed my son." And he's like, "I'll kill you too." And and then the Titans are like, "Thanks." Now we're in charge. He's like, "I'll kill you too." Like it's the whole game. It's like I'll kill every last one of you sons of bitches. Um, right. and so like he was like, you know, this is Kratos having to deal with the consequences of his actions. You know what I mean? And that's something mm-hmm. that we haven't ha- explored before. And as we talk about, you know, this version of Kratos is clearly a changed man to some degree, correct? Or at least he's trying. And so yeah. like, this is a perfect way to show that. And so it's one of those things that like, when I'm playing, like the first time I played it, I didn't think like picking the flowers ruined what God of War was. But like, I don't know if I like put together that information, but I wonder if it's kind of like you talk about with like, you know, movies where like, you know, maybe the average person doesn't piece together. That's what they're trying to do. But like you subconsciously kind of take it in. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I wonder if that's one of those things. Another thing he talks about is, I don't know if you remember, but there's a part where Atreus just kind of starts acting like a dickhead. Yeah, I was, like gonna he, say, I was, I was just going to say, when you talk about him getting sick, you're like, oh, you mean right before he starts be- becoming like a real big asshole to you for like a few hours I, in the game? I th- yeah, I think that happens before he gets sick, maybe? Oh, uh, okay. I'm not sure. Because there's two separate types of asshole that he becomes. There's a very full of himself asshole, and then before that, oh. there's an asshole where he's just mad at, at Kratos. And I can't remember where we're at. You know what I mean? Like, which one yeah. of those, even though I He's just like, oh my god, it. I can do whatever. Fuck you, bird. <laughs> yeah, so not that one. I think there's one before that where he's just pissed off at Kratos. And I can't remember exactly what happens, but he's just mad at him. Um, oh, it's when 
Kratos gets, uh, he reaches into the Bifrost, or into the light to give the Bifrost, mm-hmm. and he sees a vision of uh, his wife, Atreus, his mother, and it's like a short vision, but when he comes out, there's like bodies everywhere, and yes. Atreus is like, you've been in there for hours, you left me abandoned, like, yes. mm-hmm. and, cause, and Kratos comes out mad because Atreus yanks him out of it. And Kratos is like, I was only in there for a second. I, I, it was like, I, I needed to see your mother. And he was like, you've been in there for like hours, like almost days. <laughs> like, yeah. mm-hmm. You've left me to die. And you know what I mean? So it's like, it, there ends up being some frustration there. But like, Corey Barlog says in the interview, he's like, this is us trying to show that like, even in, and, and somewhat to the I'm a God part also, is like people were upset when Atreus is a jerk. Like, I just don't like him. Like, he's unlikable. Yeah. And Barlog's like, that's kind of the point. And it, because we are trying to show you that, like, to some degree, Kratos has rubbed off. Like, even no matter what you do, like, as a parent, you know, like, there's a chance that your kid will, you know, ha- like, you can give your worst qualities to your kids. You know what I mean? And, like, they're like, that's what Kratos was. Like, Kratos was just a dickhead. Like, I can do whatever I want. Fuck everybody else. Okay, who doesn't matter? And so, like... Kratos in that moment is supposed to realize like fuck like he's turning out just like me and this is a problem <laughs> like and so maybe that wasn't done as well because I still don't really feel that way mm-hmm. but at least it's nice to hear someone like that's what they're trying to do you know what I mean so yeah. um and knowing that when you listen you give it a little more leeway because at least the idea was there right um right. but but yeah the game's incredible the story's great um I'm I think I'm getting close to the end um but uh yeah it's it's all really good yeah if i remember correctly that's that is toward the end uh part of the game i need to replay it um i played it once all the way through when i first got my ps4 i need to go back and and, like check it out especially now that they have the the 60 frames um update for the ps5 Mm -hmm. i did notice um i feel like i noticed one section the frame rate dropped kind of bad um but there was like I was causing a lot of shit to happen at once. And like, so like, and it, and I do that a lot, but like it only happened this one time. So it could have just been like, not even the game. It could have just been some outside thing. Like for whatever reason, maybe my PS5 for a split second was like too hot or something. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not like it runs poorly at all. I did notice one time it dipped, but like that could just be a special scenario. Cause I haven't seen it since. Mm-hmm. Um, Bro, I, also, last time I talked about this, I was choosing, like, New Game Plus, Give Me God yeah. of War difficulty. Right, right, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was mm-hmm. getting fucked up. And, like, I even looked online. I was like, how are people playing this? Like, mm-hmm. and, and everyone was like, uh, well, you clearly, like, you're meant to start this at probably level 8 once it's New Game Plus. And, like, you're, like, you're probably level 5 or 6. And, like, I was like, oh, okay. And the comments, a lot of people were like, oh, that is what happened. Like, I didn't level my character correctly because the gear kind of determines your level yeah and i looked and i was level eight and i was like well wait what the fuck <laughs> but it turns out the way i like set up my gear is my de- like kratos had zero health zero defense mm-hmm. and like all he was is he did a shit ton of damage and i was able to use like all my special moves as fast as possible like i just keep rotating him yeah and so like i think a normal build would have probably worked because like when i switched and started putting more in defense and health i'm fine now like i'm just blowing through everything just like I should have been probably from the first place. But like I just set my gear up in such a way that like everything killed me in two hits. And like even though my I had like a ton of strength 
for like regular game, it still wasn't high enough in New Game Plus to be like noticeable. So like I just had to redo my build. But anyways, um, I'm back on track now. I'm not just getting murdered by everything. It's not going super slow like it was. Yeah. Um, so that makes it more enjoyable for <laughs> sure. When you're not stuck on one fight for 30 minutes, it's pretty sweet. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's like once you figure out how to put like the, the points in the exact spot, you're like, okay, okay, now this makes sense. Oh, this is how right. the game's supposed to go. Jesus. And then it kind of snowballs, too, because since you're a new game plus, there's like much stronger gear. And once you can get some of that, you're fine. You know what I mean? It's just like at the very beginning, if you don't, you're not going to have it because you haven't really gotten anywhere in new game plus. Yeah. And you're just like with what you had. And if it's not set up right, you're just in for a tough time. <laughs> but um but either way uh the game's incredible it plays great like playing it again it's still like the crazy did you play the original first three like god of wars at all no just the remake or just this the sequel remake thing yeah okay so one thing that is absolutely incredible is one like if you just i don't know if you've seen even gameplay of like the first three you should really watch it it is a completely different game like, it doesn't play the same at all. It was like a over, like, bird's eye view hack and slash. Yeah. Like, a million enemies on the screen, and you're just fucking swinging the blades. Like, kill, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, 100 hit combos. You know what I mean? Like, it it was insane. Um, and to go to the slow, methodical thing, and the craziest part is that when you finally get the blades again in this one, because... Um, that probably wasn't as significant for you, but when he goes into the, the shack, because he has to go to hell and it's cold, and so the yeah. lost axe doesn't work, and he's like, I, I know what I need to do. Mm-hmm. That was such an intense moment for someone that's played the other three, because, like like I said, you're trying to see Kratos as a changed man, but then for him to go back and you're like, the dude that was wearing these is not a good dude. <laughs> like, so, like, it's, it's a real problem that we're bringing these back out, and I see why he doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. Um but the crazy thing is when you get those back, all the combos are the same as they were in the old God of War, but it still works. It's the craziest thing. Like if you if you watch it, I wish there's probably a side by side video. It's literally he does the exact same moves. And you would think in a more slow third person over the shoulder, like straightforward like game like the new God of War is that if you threw something where a guy's like killing everything on the screen, like if you put that in this game, you'd be like, Oh, you broke it. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't work anymore. Cause now like before all you had to worry about is what in front of you. And part of the problem is like avoiding the shit behind you. But now you have a weapon that can cover all of it. Mm-hmm. And they somehow managed to balance that. Right. Cause everything's exactly the same. Like I can do the same combos that I did in the old God of war with those blades but, like, it doesn't break the game in half. So that's, like, one of the most impressive things to me. It's, th- like, if you if you go watch old God of War, watch the combos they do, and then, like, you're playing it and you get the blades, you'll realize it's exactly the same. And somehow, like, despite the games being wildly different, it works. And so that's, like, another level of, like, holy shit, they really pulled this shit together. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. So, um, but, yeah, uh, definitely would recommend to anybody also. That's just, This is one of those... I, I think this might be my favorite game of last gen. I know you said Horizon Zero Dawn was yours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think God of War is probably mine. I think mine probably goes like God of War, uh, maybe The Last of Us 2, and then Ghost of Tsushima and Horizon Zero Dawn are kind of together, mm. I would say. Um, but yeah, so this is definitely my recommendation for any BS4 right. game. 
Oh yeah, I I definitely loved it. I, like I said, I just have to go back and replay it again, give it mm-hmm. more time. Yeah, it's it's a solid one for sure. Um, so what have you been watching? Yeah, so I uh, watched two things this week. Uh, one is a movie, one is a show, both on streaming. Um, I'll start with the movie. So the movie is uh, called Coda, and it's on Apple TV+. And so this is a movie that actually premiered at Sundance earlier this year. And they had Sundance, but it wasn't like the usual you know, movie festival where people go to the theaters and whatever. They did it digitally. So you right. had to like, you would pay like 30 bucks or whatever, and you would get like a pass, or you would get like 50 bucks, and you get like an exclusive pass or whatever. But anyway, and so they had it there, and it, it won a bunch of awards there, like the grand jury and like the special jury and all this shit. And then Apple bought it for $25 million. Um, and so when I heard those two things, I was like, oh shit, this movie's going to be amazing. And so then they bought it, and they put it in a couple theaters this weekend, but they, for the most part, they just put it on their platform, Apple TV+. Mm-hmm. Plus. And the movie is pretty good. Um, I don't think, it, I mean, when you hear that, you know, it won all the awards, and it sold for the most money ever sold, um, you kind of expect, like, I don't know, like a something that... More. A little bit more, but something that comes out like fully fleshed, uh, fully formed. Um, maybe I'm just a little, um, how can I say, I'm spoiled in that when I hear this is a director's first or second movie, I imagine something approaching, uh, you know, Whiplash, which I think, um, well, the, well I'll, I'll talk about this movie and, and explain why, but the movie's about, um, the, the, well, the movie's called CODA, C-O-D-A, and it stands for Child of Deaf Adults, and it's about a high school girl who has a family, it's her, her, her mom and her dad and her brother, and her mom, her dad, and her brother are all deaf, and so she has to be, like, the translator, and she has to be their, 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 their voice, but then also, you know, be their ears, and it's about, like, how she tries to have, like, her own life, but then, you know, has the the responsibility of doing that and, like, what does it mean for her to grow up and, and have that on her shoulders and, like, if she even wants it and what do her parents feel about it and so on. Right. Um, and so the movie overall is pretty good, like I said. Um, I think it, its story tries to do a little too much at some points where it tries to be, like, um, well, it tries to be, like, you know, like a family drama but then the parents are, are the, the the dad and the brother are fishermen in Boston or in like the the you know New England area, and they try to show that you know they have a business and it's like a business movie where they like to figure out their fishing stuff and then it's like a, um, a competition because she can sing and she wants to like become a singer and so it's a competition about that. But then it's also a romantic movie because she has a boyfriend and it's about like you know it's a poverty. So it's, it's it's a bunch of movies sort of crammed. It's coming of age tale. So it's a bunch of movies crammed together. And I feel like sometimes um, I think it it it. It does all of them well, but I don't think it, it like nails any of them where you're like, holy God, that was amazing. Like, you mm-hmm. know, um, and so, like I said, the movie's pretty good. And then by the end, you're like, damn, that was a pretty movie. You know, it's just like a crowd pleaser and you can see why it won the, the jury awards and stuff. Um, but as a, a, in terms of how it's made, it's just very pedestrian. It's very just simple, right? Like, you know, the, the like I said, she has like the, her singing competition, right? And... At the end, you would expect that to be kind of like the end of Whiplash, where there's like a, you know, like the camera like changes and it, 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 and it, it, it's used as a tool to make you feel right. It doesn't just right. go here's the here's the stuff on camera feel. It goes no, this camera's going to show you how to feel right, right. Um, and it never does that. 
And same thing with another scene later on where, you know, she's singing and somebody who's deaf has to, like, hear her. So they, like, put their hands on her throat. In somebody who's a little bit more skilled or somebody who maybe has more, more time or more of a budget, you would maybe use a close-up to, you know, whether to see the fingers on the throat. Or, you know, you would, you would use different camera exam ways instead of just doing, like, camera here, camera there, right? Right. So that's what I was saying about Whiplash, where I think Whiplash is clearly made somebody who's, you know, kind of like a prodigy or a natural at it, like a Spielberg who, you know, you put a camera in their hands and they just know how to, where to put it, how to put it, how to move it and how to edit it, how to cut it. And you go, holy shit. Like, even though this is an independent movie and it was made for very cheap, you know that there's a lot of skill behind it and just the way right. that it's done. Um, it's something like Pulp Fiction, independent movie, but there's like a style, you know, somebody who knows how to do it. They don't just put the fucking camera on the thing. They move it around. They use cuts. They use sound. Right. And so I feel like this one's very, this could have been made literally by anybody if they had the script, I think. Right. Um, because I think most of the power comes from the performances and the story, not the direction. And so that's why whenever I was like, 25 mil for this? Like, this isn't even... I mean, it, it it's good, but it doesn't look good, right? It looks very just kind of... Right. Just like a simple movie. So I would say if you have Apple TV+, Plus, I would say get it. I mean, you know, if you're getting it for Ted Lasso and you're, you still have it because Ted Lasso is still on season two... Go ahead and watch this one. You know it's a nice crowd pleaser. You'll you you know you'll you'll just leave stand, you'll you'll stand up from the couch and you'll be like, you know what, that was a good movie. Even mm-hmm. if you weren't like, wow, that was amazing, or oh my god, all the awards send them their way, or oh my god, it's the most beautiful movie I've seen. The, the camera, like, you, you won't be blown away by any of that, right? It's just right. a good solid movie. Um, I thought. Um, even um, uh, what's the movie? The movie last year, Sound of Metal, the one about the the drummer who who went who yeah. goes deaf. Um, that one is made with exponentially more skill and and uses sound in the camera in such a much more dramatic and um, influential way in the story. Um, so this is not that. Um, but yeah, but that's Coda. And then the other Real, thing I watched... Before you move on on that one, the yeah. one thing I will say, just that, like a good example, and it's not rated nearly as highly, and I don't, I don't know that it's like a critical success um, mm-hmm. quite to the same degree... But uh, you mentioned that it's like kind of juggling too many storylines and doesn't really nail any of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say the first thing that popped in my head was Tombstone, which I, I feel like you told me you haven't seen. Um, oh, man. But uh, from what I, I... I read an article once that said basically the director that was hired to do it um, like had something come up. And basically Kurt Russell directed that whole movie but like just didn't take credit for it. Mm-hmm. Um and, like, one of the things about it is I, I do feel like it nails a lot. It nails a lot of the performance. But, like, the like the number one thing that sticks out the most to me is there's, like, kind of... There's a storyline about, like, um, Kurt Russell's character, Wyatt Earp. His wife is kind of, like, uh, like, like uh, she's addicted to, like, this cough medicine, basically. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, like, their relationship is strained and he starts to, like... Um, have a relationship with this other woman that's in town. And, like, amongst all these other things happening that it does nail, I, I feel like he tried, but, like, it, there just wasn't enough time to dedicate to this romance and conflict of, like, the his wife now and, like, you know what I mean? Like, their muddled relationship versus this new relationship that seems to be going well. Like, right. just all of a sudden it just kind of, like, works out. You know what I mean? And it's like... 
like what happened here? Like, like there should have been way more conflict and tension in this like romance part of it. But like, what happened is like you just had too much other stuff going on. It's like, honestly, that's like maybe one thing that should have just been cut completely from the movie. But instead, you get like this like super half-ass like bare bones diversion of this subplot, mm-hmm. and it's just like it. It always strikes me a little weird. You know what I mean? When I when I watch Tombstone again, knowing what's going on, and I'm just like. We really don't, like, like, it just seems like there's some wild jumps, right? It's like, his wife's addicted to cough syrup, and then, like, later, it's like, they're having a bad relationship, and then, like, later, like, 30 minutes later, it's like, he's with this new woman, and it's like, what? Wait, hold on. Like, like, <laughs> like where, where's all this in-between shit? <laughs> right, right. Like, they, they should have cut that, like, and I, that's how I feel about, like, um, you know, she, she tries to have the competition about her family, and they have her, like have, like, a romance with this boy, but this boy is a nothing burger. Like, he has no personality whatsoever. <laughs> so, there, so there's no there's no spark there. She's great. The main girl right. is great. But they, when the guy's like, oh, I thought, oh, you just go, oh, my gosh. Like, I, I just don't want to... Get the fuck out of here. And she doesn't even, like, what she gains in terms of self-realization, both in terms of herself and in her family, does not come from him at all. I mean, it comes from... You know, well, it it doesn't come from him at all. It comes from something that he's, like, a part of, but it's not, like, him, right? Right. So, cut that completely. Focus more on the family. Give those 10-ish minutes to to somebody else. Give it to, you know, focus it on on herself. You know, she doesn't need this guy because at the end I wasn't like, wow, that was such a great romantic movie. I was just like, oh, like... (laughs) This thing got shoehorned in there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like they, they try to... Which I think makes sense, right? Because when you when you you try to make these independent movies, you're trying to get as much money from a bunch of people to put it all together. So somebody mm-hmm. must have been like, "Hey, it'd be nice, you know, it'd be nice if if my million dollars could, you know, I'm giving you this. Maybe you put in a guy. Maybe I don't know. It's just, yeah. it's, it's up to you, right? So you sort of have to, you know, feed a bunch of hands. But it sucks that that's what had to happen. If that is what had to happen. If it's not, then right. you, they could have cut it all together. Right. Yeah. Alright, so that was just my anecdote for, like, a, a thing that I had, like, a similar feeling about yeah. while also mm-hmm. loving the, the movie itself. Um, yeah. Like, it doesn't, so, like, it, I think in both cases, like, it doesn't fail, it doesn't ruin the movie, but you go, hmm, that's not quite, uh, not quite where we need to be, is it? I mean, we can just, like, we could have just cut that, you know? Right. Exactly. So, so what is your, you said you have a show as well, correct? Y- yes. And so, uh, this one is another HBO short series. I know I've brought a bunch of these, uh, to the podcast over the last year. I think, you know, the flight attendant, um, what was the other one? Uh, the Ma- uh, mayor of East town. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there was one more that I can't remember off the top of my head, but this one, Oh, sharp objects maybe early, early on. Um, okay. but this one is called the white Lotus and it's about a vacation resort in Hawaii. Uh, called the White Lotus, and <clears throat> the story is a, it's a six episodes, each one in about an hour, and the story revolves around a bunch of people who go to the to the resort over the course of a week, and so um, what ends up happening, you know, there's like um, a newly married couple, an old widow, or like an old lady, um, this um, family who's there. And then this, like, uh, the resort manager. So it's, like, a, a bunch of different people when you follow their story over the course of a week. And so each episode is a day of the week. Like, you know, but it doesn't go episode two, Monday. It just goes, you know, each episode just ends at the time that they go to bed. And each episode starts early in the morning when they all wake up. So, okay. um, and I would say that it's, uh, it's pretty good. It's really entertaining. I think it tries to do... A lot in terms of what it's talking about, what it's saying about these rich people fucking just, like, using up not just the island, but in how they treat the the um, 
hotel workers. Um, I think in the show itself, you know, it paints, it's weird because it paints these, some of these people as just complete assholes, but then it just gives them, you know, softer, tender scenes where you see sort of their insecurities and things like that. But I think it, it, it sort of tries to have its cake and eat it too, where it tries to give, make them three dimensional. But then one of the dimensions is so heavy handed that you go, well, the other two don't really balance it out. Right. You know, like you can't make these people fully people when one of the dimensions or one of the scenes, they just are huge assholes. And you just go, there is nothing redeemable about you, even if you try to redeem them later on. You know, it's right. a little if, heavy the grand, if the grand message of this character is he's ultimately a piece of shit. I don't need this story about how, like, you know, he actually does help his mom out sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, I right. don't just, exactly. if your point at the end is still like, See, he's kind of a piece of shit, right? Like, like I don't. This doesn't help me. <laughs> yeah, either either cut out all the nice stuff and just be be like a um, what's it called a a fable of some sort, right. and just make or, it like, or just, just tone down the dickhead edition. Right, know? exactly. So that I go, so that I don't go. Wow, he's a dickhead. I look back and I go, you know what? That guy was kind of a dickhead, <laughs> right? Like in the moment, I didn't think so. I thought it was an appropriate reaction, but looking back, he gaslit her. Like it was pretty bad, right? <laughs> um, and so, um, but the show is great. I, I think. I think the whole time I was watching it, I was like, wow, this is going to build up to something awesome. Like, I think the finale is just going to be like Breaking Bad level, like, holy shit, right? Um, but I, I think that the show never reaches that massive crescendo. So in the end, after I watched the final episode today, um, I don't want to say I felt disappointed because I think it ends perfectly in terms of what it was trying to do. I just think um, it just kind of happens. And then ultimately you go, you know what? That's where the show is always going to go, right? Right. And you, especially after I read a couple articles today, where I was like, you know what, like, I, 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 I don't know why I expected this thing because it never promised this thing. I just assumed right. it would be this thing based on how previous short series have worked. Right. Um. But I, I think it's it's pretty good. I think in terms of the short series, it's a little bit closer to the flight attendant than Mayor of Easttown. And then, but the thing is, like, all three of them are so great. I think it's it's sort of the the peak of what a short series can do. If it nails the tone that it's trying to do, I think the flight attendant is a little bit more snappy, goofy, like, ooh, heist caper, you know, character, you know, uh, right. story. Um, this one's a little bit of a mix between, like, a real drama and, like, some really good dialogue. Um, and it has, like, some really, really great black comedy that I just found myself uh, really cracking up at. Um, similar to um, that show You, you know, the show You on I've never um, watched Netflix. that. Okay, but um, do you know what it is, though? Yes, I do. Yeah, so it's like a guy who's like obsessed with a girl, but it's like the whole time he plays it, he, he, he's like obsessed with it. He's like, oh, and he talks in his head, so you, you hear his inner thoughts, and the whole time he's like, oh, Beth, you have no idea how much I love you. Oh, you, oh you're running, or he says, like, you're ignoring me, but that's only because you're you're afraid of how much you love me. And it's just, it, it's just like weird <laughs> right. shit like that where you just go, oh, my God, you're just cracking up at how fucking ridiculous this guy is. And it's just like this dark comedy, and that's how this show is. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I think if, if, if that sounds appealing to you, I say totally check it out. Like I said, six episodes. I finished it literally from, you know, we recorded last week. And then I started it Friday, and I watched an episode each day, and I finished it today, Wednesday, that we recorded. So I pretty much, and I've heard of people who you know finished it in a day or two. So, um, and it it's and it moves right, like it moves like at a pretty good clip. Like I think before, um, I didn't finish, I didn't talk about the last show I watched, Mythic Quest, like in terms of what I thought. Because here's my review of Mythic Quest. 
It was fine. Uh, but that show just took so, like, I, I just, I, like, every day I was like, oh, I gotta watch Mythic Quest, I gotta finish this thing up. And I just had no propulsion, like, no, like, oh my gosh, I just don't want to. Whereas this one, every day I woke up and I was like, ooh, I can't wait until after work so I can watch the next White Lotus. Or like, ooh, let me see if I can squeeze in, like, 30 minutes for, during lunch, right? right. Um, kind of like how we've talked about video games like that as well. Um, so, definitely, like, it was like... Like, let's go, let's watch the show, um, which was, um, it's always fun when the show catches you like that, right. um, especially when you know it's short, when you know it's great, and when you know it's worth it. Um, and so they said that this was supposed to be a short series, um, like a one-time thing, but I think it, it was so successful, and, you know, it kind of became the the show of the summer that they are going to do a second season, but they're going to do, like, the same, like, White Lotus chain, but just in a different location, so maybe, like... Uh, okay. Aspen or Greece or I don't right. know, like the Bahamas or something. I got you. Yeah, so I mean, um, sounds like HBO Max is just steady putting out bangers. Um, it's it's definitely a very solid service. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, the uh, I guess the mm-hmm. uh, the only other thing I've got. Um, oh, also again, just a random anecdote. You're mm-hmm. talking about like the you black comedy thing, and for some like Jesus yeah. doesn't know how much she does. I know it's not even, I don't know that it's even remotely the same, but like the thing that immediately popped into my head is American Psycho. When yes, Christian that's Bale, exactly the kind of stuff it is. Christian that is Bale's exactly like the tone. Having sex with that woman and then just, but the whole time he's just staring in the mirror at himself flexing. Yes, God, yes. It kills me every time. That is the exact tone that you is, and that is the exact tone that sections um, of this show have. That is dark, because right. fucking American Psycho <laughs> is very, very bleak. And very, think- very. Morbid. Um, Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a little dance. Axe, yeah. With the axe in his hand. Yeah. Uh, and then he drops the fucking And they really saw. should, Paul. <laughs> because it's not just a comment, a comment on the 80s. It's a statement about the band itself. <laughs> oh, God. Boy, that movie just goes off the rails at the end. <laughs> like, like, it, 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 like, <laughs> and I think it's supposed to. Like, it, or, well, it's definitely supposed to. Um, yeah. but it like starts to get like kind of hard to follow like what they're going for um near the <laughs> end there the fucking atm machines like feed me the cat or, oh yeah like, mm-hmm. just fucking shove me <laughs> an atm machine what the fuck dorothy and now you fucking stupid bastard <laughs> that movie's great um, um, so it's like that. It's like that that sort of <laughs> level of comedy but not approaching that but it is yeah. that same vein like you said like and i think um, I was talking to um, Sydney and a friend this weekend about you and how uh, this might be a, a separate conversation for another day about how who makes it changes our perception of it. Um, so the first season was actually it aired on Lifetime and then it was put on Netflix it was, and then it was canceled on Lifetime, and then Netflix saw how well it did on it, on their service, and so they made the second season, and they're making the third right. one. Right. But people just assume that it's a Netflix it's show, Lifetime, and also when it was on Lifetime, people were probably like, "Who gives a shit?" <laughs> exactly, and and that's what I was telling um, them to. I was like, "If you show somebody you, and you go, that is a Netflix show. No, no, and you ask them, where, where, like, who do you think made that, the, or like." If I'm trying to think of like if you before you watch if before they watch it you go this is a Netflix show, yeah. 
after it ends, they go, that was great. That was so good. That was so dark. It was a great performance by Penn uh, Badgley. Just fucking awesome, right? Right. And then if you were to get another sample of people and be like, hey, this is made on Lifetime, and then you show it to them and they watch it, they'll probably be like, that was okay. I mean, it was a little weird, but, I mean, it's like a Lifetime show. Like, it was just dramatic and, like, right? And I think it's so interesting just because I think it's not, you know, when you tell somebody... You know, it's not AMC, it's not A&E, it's not even fucking TNT. It's Lifetime, I think. And I, th- I think that carries such a huge thing that you cannot scrub that off right. of a show that easily. I mean, Netflix was able to, but that's just because they, you know... The, it I, was think no, it was, I feel like even if it was on Netflix and Lifetime at the same time, it would not get the same, you know what I mean? Like, exactly, that, yeah, like that's what I was going to say. Like, came out on Lifetime also, mm-hmm. people would be like... Mm, about this show. Yeah, the <laughs> Lifetime show? You, I mean, I'm not going to watch that, even though it's the exact same show. Right. Um, and you can kind of tell that it, that it's it, it's on a Netflix, or like, that something's changed because, so the first season has like, you bastard, you dumb bastard, but then the second season is like, you fucking bastard, and you go, oh, there's a lot more cussing here. Oh, there's a lot more sex in here. What's what's changed? Um, so, but yeah, I, I, I think yeah, I think it's kind of like a show that you and uh, Kaylin would, would like. I, I think it's it's um, it, it's definitely like, it's kind of like this one. Like it just moves, and some of the stuff that that what's his name says is just so fucking ridiculous. It's it's very much like like you said, it's like the American psycho vein of just like so full of themselves and just so psychotic. Right. Um, and it also features um the main girl in the first season. Her name is Elizabeth Lale. Does that name ring a bell at all? Uh, it doesn't, but I know who she is. Like, yes. well, sorry. So it does, but like it didn't when I heard it the first time. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So she went to our high school, the Nashboro. Yeah. Right. And so, um, so she's, um, probably the, the most famous person to come out of Ashboro. Probably. I would say. Yeah. yeah. Probably. I've, I've, there can't be that many. <laughs> right. Until me, until I make it big, I'm stacking every day. Let's go work hard, grind hard. <laughs> Approach with Jay Z on the schedule. Uh, I'm not taking those 250 million. I'm taking dinner with Jay Z. Let's go. Um, But uh, yeah, yeah. Basically, this is me just saying you're pretty good and you should watch it. I I do wish the show had a better uh, title because I think it's harder to like. You know, it's it's kind of like right. It's like who's on first? It's like you should watch you. You, yeah, me. What? What about me? No, you. Yes, me. What? What should I do? The show you. It's like, what is it even about? That's the other thing, too, is I feel like at a certain point, like, there just needs to be, like, a little more to point out what this show is going to be about, right? Like, like, even Flight Attendant, which is, like, not a whole lot, you can still, like, oh, well, like, like in your head, you're like, all right, it's Flight Attendant, they, like, go city to city, you know what I mean? Like, like, travel a bunch, there's going to be hijinks, like, you know what I mean? Like, you can at least piece piece together that. Just like, yeah. if the show's named You, it's like, I have no fucking clue what this is about. <laughs> exactly, right. It should have been called, like, you know, uh, One-Sided Relationship, or <laughs> Stalker Confessions, or The Bookstore Stalker, or uh, Bookstore Confessionals, or I don't know, something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, there's that. Uh, the only... Uh, I have two things to add. Uh, one is that uh, for the last thing I've been watching is me and Kylan watched the first two episodes of What If on uh, Disney+. Plus. Um, I don't know. It's not doing it for me, which is mm. weird because I was super excited for it. Um, there's, it, it's missing something, and the only thing I can place it to is like, and it's not even the show's fault because it, it's basically like 
these crazy stories that didn't happen. What if they did happen? What would have shook out, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As of right now, it all feels extremely superficial. Um, and the best way I can explain that is like, spoiler alert for, fuck, it's so new. I don't really want to do that. But basically, like, I'm trying to think of just a whole different set of things. Because the first two episodes are the same conceit, uh, which is basically like, um, let's just say, I'm just going to throw two random characters together, right? Like, what if Iron Man wasn't Iron Man, Blade was Iron Man? And it's like, okay, but like, at the end of the day, like, it still just means there an there's an Iron Man. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. like it's not like some like. It's not even like what if Iron Man didn't exist? It, it, you know what I mean? Like then it's like oh we get to see like how other kids. It's just like what if this guy was this instead? And you're like okay, like the character's still there. The same things are happening. It's just like with a different skin. You know what I mean? Like it's like right. we just put a different costume on the character. You know? <laughs> like it's just like I don't. It's not doing anything for me because it's all just so, like, it's the level of uh, decision or, like, changing endings you get in, like, an RPG. Which is that, like, you get the same ending, it's just, like, a different character shows up. You know what I mean? It's, like, that that works better in an RPG when you are the one in control of the decisions. But, like, if the game just, like, if you play through it the first time and then you play through it the second time, it's like, now it's different and all the same stuff happens. It's just like a different person shows up. You're going to be like, uh, why am I even watching this? You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. I, I heard, so I was going to watch like this one, like week to week, like with Loki or WandaVision or, you know, Falcon. Right. right. But then I'd heard just like not mixed things, but just kind of like some people being like, it's pretty good. And then some people, you know, like, like you'd be like, well, it's fine. And, and nobody was really sort of like with Loki where everybody was like, oh, my God, this is so good. This is the start of the next big Marvel thing. Right. So I was kind of like, I'm just going to wait for it to finish all up and then do, you know, my you know, one or two episodes a day thing that I do. Right. So, like, yeah, so the, the first one is a total, it, it, using your vocabulary, a nothing burger for me. Like, I just don't, mm-hmm. like, at the end of the day, I was like. Okay, like like right. like we yeah. we started at the same point, we ended at the same point. It's just like the people in the middle changed. It's like I don't, who cares. Um, and then the second one, the second one was just like a totally different thing. Like, uh, first of all, can't even remember. Oh, it's like a whole different story that we have no. Um, familiarity with right it's a, mm-hmm. it's like a it's like a heist that never happened in any of the marvel or marvel movies so you're like okay this is just a whole new story and it's just like a different guy is one character like in this case like blade is iron man you know what i mean mm-hmm. but it would be like if the iron man story was like him and war machine had to go sneak into the pentagon and you'd be like like, this doesn't even mean anything for me on another level, because I don't know how this would have been different if it was fucking not Blade. You know what I mean? Oh, like, right. It would have the regular people. Right. Like, like, I don't know what happens if this was Tony Stark. So the fact that it's now Blade, like, doesn't mean anything to me either, because, like, I, I don't have any baseline of, like, oh, look how different this is. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. So it's like, that doesn't even really work. Uh, I, there's, like... Super, super 
subplots that are like very surprising, but even those don't feel compelling or like legitimate. I'll tell you after the episode. Well, it's like a super minor thing, so maybe I won't tell you since you're gonna watch it. Yeah, I won't mm. tell you. But like, it's just like there's a crazy like what the fuck, but like it doesn't matter at all. You know what I mean? It, I'm trying to think of an example. It would be like if uh, fucking Iron Man goes to see who he thinks is the Mandarin, and then it's like actually fucking. I'm just gonna use Blade again because I don't know why these are the first two that popped in my head. And it's Blade, and you're just like, wow, that's crazy. But then it doesn't go anywhere. Like, like that's like a completely like it doesn't even matter. He just says, like, like, it'd be like if the whole point was Iron Man goes and sees the Mandarin, and Mandarin's like, ha, it was a trick, your real villain is X guy. So, like, Iron Man goes up, and it's Blade behind the door, you're like, what? Like, what are you doing here? Why are you a villain? And he's like, the real villain's somebody else, and you're like, well, why did it even matter that you were here? <laughs> right, right. It's kind of like, it's just kind of like a little bit of an extension of what I was saying about the villain in Star Trek Into Darkness, where they're like, actually, my name is Khan. And you're like... And you know, Kirk is like, okay, cool. I have no idea who you are. So right. That that thematically it's, that rings that that does nothing for me. It's like it, it it's the same effect, but it's the exact opposite thing, right? Is that the guy has no idea who Kang is or Khan has yeah. no idea who Khan is, and so he's like, oh, okay. This is like, oh my god, it's Blade. It's like, but that doesn't matter. So, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, like, it's the exact opposite where it's like, this is a big deal that it's this guy, but then it's not. Um, yeah, so it's like, it's it's, like um, did you ever, there's like an animated clip that always goes around on Twitter of like an animated Justice League show where um, Lex Luthor and The Flash switch bodies. And so The Flash is like, ooh. I can finally see the secret identity of the Flash. And so he goes to a mirror, takes off his mask, and he goes, I have no idea who this is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah. Yeah, it's just such a weird thing. It just doesn't ring. I mean, yeah, the second episode has a guy. There's a voice actor who's very surprising. I don't know if you've heard that already. You might have caught wind. The Watcher? No. there's no. A vo- It's just for episode two. Um, um, it's very surprising that he's there. Who is the Watcher's voice? I take it that's supposed to be um, surprising. Yeah, it's a uh, Jeffrey Wright. He was in um, he was in The Last of Us Part Two. He was Isaac. He's also a. I know who he, he's. Uh, he's in the Hunger Games, right? He's the yes, uh, yeah. Player. He plays like the yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah, the so, guy. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, I didn't even notice that really, but yeah, there's just uh, there's there's some voice acting from a character who I you know you never would have thought was going to be in this. Um, and it, that's kind of cool, but that's like, it's everything about the show is just on such a superficial level and nothing mm-hmm. deeper. And it's just like kind of bumming me out. Hmm. The only okay. thing, the only thing I'm looking forward to is I did see like a trailer with like, again, so far each episode's like, what if this guy was actually this? Um, so like there's a trailer that I think like the combination sounds super cool. Um, and so I'm just hoping, at the very least, like I'll watch till I get to that one, and hopefully that one's really good. Um, yeah. Because also these other two, for what it's worth, had no like you could have told me the premise of these two episodes, and I'd be like, okay, like, <laughs> <it> just, <laughs> like even the even the superficial swap was not even interesting to me. Um, 
Uh, so. Do you think you'll keep watching it week to week, or do you think you'll do like wait until the end and then burn through them, or do you think you're like I'm done, like I don't really want to? I'll probably keep watching week to week just because it's something to watch. It's they're not super long. Kaylin's kind of into it because she's into the Marvel thing, so it just gives us something to watch once a week. Right. Um, so I probably will, uh, but you know I'm not like the reason I'm watching it week to week is not like because I'm so like fucking after it airs whatever day. It airs. Whatever day it airs, if it's a fucking Wednesday, it's not like on Wednesday. I'm like, oh, I can't wait till next Wednesday. Like, I, I like I need to hurry up. It's I need like, my I need my fix, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing like that. It's just like it's there and it's you know it's it's passable. It's not a problem. So, right. Um, the other random thing I was just gonna touch on super quick is that um, I don't know how this came up today. Actually, I do know how it came up. I told Kaylin about what we talked about with Babe uh, last week, mm-hmm. and then um, she mentioned. We mentioned a kid movie, another kid movie. I can't remember what it was. I can't remember the connecting tissue here. It was Babe and something else. And then we got to like, you know what was a terrifying movie as a kid? Mm. The fucking Brave Little Toaster. Have we talked about that on here? Not, that no, shit, I don't think so. Because I don't think was, I ever saw it. It's fucking nightmare fuel, bro. Like, and it's, uh, I'm pretty sure it's a kid's movie. If this tells you anything, like, the clip I saw was the toaster having a dream that something went wrong and he accidentally burned the house down and like an evil clown comes out of the fire and like tries to like he fires like water hose at the toaster but then all the water turns into forks like forks and a toaster and then the fucking and then like it goes black and then the toaster is hanging over a bathtub of water and it's like holy shit bro this Someone pointed out in the comments, like, oh, you think this scene's bad? The air conditioner unit kills himself. And I was like, oh my <laughs> god, I forgot. Like, it's, there's a whole scene with, like, they're at, like, a car-crushing, like, junkyard. It's, and they're, like, trying not to get crushed by the thing. Bro, it's a nightmare fuel. You should watch it when you get a chance. I don't even know if people think it's good anymore. But, like, it's one of those that I completely forget about. But then every once in a while, it hits me, and I'm like, god, like, I... That's kind of super fucked up. The the same way I say I like feel, like have that reaction when I think about like Buzz Lightyear in the house with the shit all broken and the sad music playing as it pans yep. out. That level of like what the fuck? Whenever I think of that movie, I'm like, no, that's not cool, bro. This shows like, <laughs> get that shit out of here. Um, so yeah, if anybody wants to wonder how the fuck something was a kids movie, uh, go watch Brave Little Toaster. Also, you could have you could not have a more innocent sounding name um, mm. to turn into that. So, uh, anyways, that's that's all I have there. Um, <laughs> we should all right. Let's let's transition to uh, what we teased last episode. Yeah. Um, which is that we're gonna talk about our favorite song covers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, for this one, we I, I we we both have three songs. Yeah. Um, I think we can. I think it would be cool. We could do one and one, and I think we you know we explain why we like the new one. You know why we think it's better, or what we think about the old one, and then mm-hmm. you know, th- I think that would be absolutely a good way to do it. So, do you want me to start since I, I I'm kind of the one that brought this to yeah yeah. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll start with that one, which yeah. is um as I said before, I was listening to the White Stripes. Uh, so, um, they, Kaylin, I started listening to it, so Kaylin started listening to it, and Kaylin was listening to it on the radio, and or like on like iHeartRadio or something like that. And a version of Jolene by Dolly Parton came on, but it was the White Stripes doing it. And so, like, 
I was like, really? That seems like an odd choice. Like, that's such an outlandish, like, not outlandish, but like, you would just never put that together, right? Like, you would never put together, like, yeah, the White Stripes do Jolene. That makes sense. Um, but I heard that version of Jolene, and I actually liked it better than the original, which is actually more specifically the topic. It's covers we liked more than the original. Um, and, uh, I, the the best way I can explain it, also, there's like a studio version from the White Stripes of it that I do not like. There's a live version of it. That's mm-hmm. the one. Um, for me, at least. Uh, and I think, for me, the best way I can describe it is just that, like, the White Stripes version is infinitely more visceral. Like, it is a much more, like, the song Joe Leans about a woman losing her man to another woman. And, like, basically just, like, kind of begging for, you know the woman to not take him for him to not leave her. Like, you know what I mean? It's a sad yeah. song. Yeah. Um, but Dolly Parton's version is kind of uh, the only way I can ever come up with is upbeat. And it's not correct because it is a sad right. song, but it's like the way there was a comment that said, it's like a summer rain versus like a winter storm. Yeah. And th- I saw one of the comments saying that, you know, that it seems more not preventative, but it's like, Hey, like I see what's going on here. Just please don't do it. Whereas the White Stripes version, it's already done. Like, yeah, he's already, already gone. Done. He left. Yeah, he, yeah, he's on the way out. She's, like, grabbing, you know, she's grabbing onto his shirt, being like, please don't take him, don't leave, right? Right. Um, just in the way that uh, Jack White um, sings it. Right. And the other thing is, this is, it's not a super big deal, but it's, like, one of those things where it's like, oh, that's, like, better, like, I just wouldn't have expected it, is that, like, I know it's such a low bar, but, like, it's, I feel like it's, like, kind of progressive that in the year this was recorded which had to be a while ago mm. like he still sings it as, as if he's a woman you know what i mean like like, yeah. like lesser lesser people would change it to like you know joe don't steal my woman you know what i mean oh, yeah. it's like it's I, like, <laughs> like it's not i a hate big when deal. they change it i'm like just sing the song like right. like are you that scared like just do the fucking song like like when fucking michael buble changes it to mr santa i'm like fuck off just say thank you santa or whatever the fuck right like yeah. santa baby no he says santa buddy or something he's like santa buddy come around I'm like dude just say santa baby like nobody's gonna think anything just fucking sing the song the way it's written dude right but i wonder if that's just like the times like i wonder if like it's just like the general you know michael buble did that version people were like you better not sing that like it's gay like (laughs) exactly you know what i mean and so like even you can't be sus on christmas bro (laughs) (laughs) so like whenever Uh, the song that's the episode title (laughs) (laughs) you can't be sus on christmas oh boy um, uh, but yeah, so like, but yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it's I like kind it's... of a progressive thing. I feel like yeah, for the white yeah, types oh, yeah, yeah. to have done this when they did it, and it's like not a big deal at all. But it's just like it stuck out to me, right? Like it instantly, right. I was like, huh, I'm surprised. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I really love that version. Also, fucking, I don't, I don't know if this means she's a great songwriter and just not a great performer. I, I don't know what it means. But the fact that Dolly Parton has Jolene, which I feel like has a better version of the white types has a better version of. And I didn't even realize that I Will Always Love You as a Dolly Parton song. Yeah, mm hmm. Yeah. And she's like, Houston and... obliterated that. Like, that shit's gone. So, like, right. I don't know. That she's always she's been gonna... like, it's a good song. Like, I think she did a better job than I did. And she's always been, like, very gracious about the fact that that's the version that people know. 
Right, and also I found an article in an interview where she said that like she absolutely loves the White Stripes version of Jolene. That it's like a whole different take on it, and she loves every bit of it. Right. So right. she's she's clearly a good songwriter because other people were taking the song and making it into bangers. And then two, she's like so gracious about it. It's like yeah, nice. You know what I mean? I think um yeah yeah put a pin in that conversation because it, it's it's definitely something that I want to talk about at the end in terms of how how the artists feel and how you would feel if you were the artist like right in terms of covers especially because I think. It's not just like a cover at a at a, um, I mean I think these aren't these aren't just covers that are like oh they just played the song when they were at a concert one time these are like right. songs that they came out that made an impact and stuff including some that we don't have on here right um so yeah so uh but but my first one is uh Rihanna's uh same old mistakes which is a cover from Tame Impala's new person same old mistakes okay. and so this one's on her 2016 album uh, Anti which I love and I've talked about on here before. The last and I remember album she ever released five fuck, five years and counting five and a half now. You um, another album, bro. <laughs> no, we're not doing one. She's a billionaire. She's too busy doing whatever. And I, and I think at this point, it's one of those things. It's like at a certain point, you wait so much time that anything is going to be a disappointment. It's like there's nothing. There's no kind of the sound can't change. It's either going to be a completely different sound and people aren't just going to like it because they're so stuck on anti, or it's going to sound too much like anti and people are going to be like, this is just more of the same. Like, why didn't you change? So. I think she's the window has closed in terms of her being making a regular next album, and now it's like, oh, she's back album. I feel but like anyway. we're almost getting there with Kendrick, but that's off point. Yes, so, mm-hmm. yes, so. yes. I think if it's one one or two more years, that's that's. I mean, he says it's coming soon, but one or two more years, and we're approaching that sort of time window where it's like you're not just it's not blanks next album, it's blanks back with a new album, and it. I think that changes the dynamic. Um, right. But anyway, Sorry. and so I, I listened to the song when the album came out, and I was like, this is really fucking good. And I thought it was hers, and then somebody said that it's like, oh, it's cool that it's a cover. And if you listen to both of them, they kind of sound the same. Like it's That's like what a, I was going to say. Yeah. I was expecting a wild difference, and I was like... Yeah, right? I yes. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Tame Impala's is probably going to be like more low-key, more like... Uh, uh, I can't remember the lyrics right now, but it, you know, just more. Like, uh, but it's like he sounds kind of just like her. But I think right. the reason I love her cover is I think her voice is so good in in this kind of sound that I think it just changes it completely. Um, it like takes it from like a little extra oomph, right? The little like from being like pretty good to being like great, right? You go mm-hmm. from like eighty five percent to like a hundred or ninety to a hundred, where where I think some of these other ones take. Not you know a hundred, but just do another hundred, but just in a different lane, a different sound. Um, right, like the white types one. It's a, it's yes, like exactly. completely different, almost. Right, like, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. So yeah, yeah. Um, so that's um yeah that's my first one. Uh, Rihanna's same old mistakes, and it's long. It's just a, both of them are just fucking long songs, and they sound so good. Um, but yeah, like I said, like you know, like you were gonna note. I listened to it on YouTube. I was like, this sounds like almost the exact same. But I think it. <laughs> I, I, I think there's. It just shows you how good that song is. That I think, even though they sound the same, I think her cover is just as famous as their original song. I wonder if Tame Impala heard it and they were like, I "Thought you were going to do something to it." Like, <laughs> like you can't just do the. You can't. It, you it's just a... you just copied the fucking music file. You burned that music file off of our CD and just put it on yours. What the fuck? <laughs> it's like the fucking. Have you seen that video of Vanilla Ice explaining? Him doing the the Queen sound, the under pressure. Have you seen that clip? Oh no, I haven't. But I, he I goes, can only he goes. It's not the same. Sorry, I can only imagine how ridiculous it is. <laughs> I'll send it to you after, but I I'll try to give it, make it justice, or you know, give, do it justice here. But he goes, it's not the same, man. You know, there goes, there's goes 
dun 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 And mine goes, dun 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 It's not the same, bro. He goes, you know, mine goes up first. Dun 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 And then theirs goes, dun 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 Okay, buddy. Jesus. Yeah, so what's what's your next one? So my next one is All Along the Watchtower, which is a song that I had only ever known to be by Jimi Hendrix, much like the Whitney Houston, like, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. I'll always love you. Um, so all I've ever known it to be is the Jimi Hendrix one. Um, and I cheated on this list because in my head, for what it's worth, I listen to mostly rap music and that's not really a, you know, art form where we do covers. You know what I mean? We sample, right. but we don't do covers. Um, so like knowing that I like Googled some like, famous cover songs just to see if any of them would like, you know, jog my memory or I'd hear any I wanted to listen to and they could put on the list. And I saw all along the watchtower, but Jimi Hendrix, and I was like, excuse me? Like, like this, <laughs> what are you talking about? This is the song who covered it. And it's like yeah. Jimi Hendrix. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? So Bob Dylan does the song originally. I went and listened to that. That shit's a flop. That song's terrible. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't at the time, but it sure as shit is now. That shit is a zero out of ten. Um, bro, like, so like, the opening of Jimi Hendrix is just so perfect. Um, but like, I started Bob Dylan's, and it like it doesn't have that same opening, and I'm like, okay, bro, that fucking harmonica comes in strong, and I'm like, stop. You gotta get this shit. <laughs> Out of here. I had my headphones turned up because I just listened to the Jimi Hendrix one. All of a sudden, it's just a loud, whining sound of a harmonica. It, uh, I think it's like, it might be like Jose Mourinho, the the guy who's like ripping the fucking headphones off of his head. And oh, yeah. He's uh-huh. like, ugh. Like, that's uh, yeah. the, that, that was me when that came on. That harmonica came on. And I was like, cut that shit the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and it, you know, uh, we'll talk about it again, but... Uh, from what I understand, Bob Dylan heard this version, and he was like, I'm going to just start doing it this way now. And like, it, ever since that one came out, when he's done it in concert, he's been like, I'm going to just do it this way. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. He bailed on his super hard. Um, but yeah, Jimi Hendrix is like much more aggressive, much more rock, mm-hmm. way more like m- melodical. That doesn't sound like a word. Uh, but you know, like the melody is a much stronger thing. It's a much more like kind of has like a groove to it. You know what I mean? Where it's like, like right. he's bringing you along. You kind of like bob to it a little bit. Um, his is and it's his iconic. Is just, like at this point, yeah, you know? his is and just he, far it's like and away. Up there, it's up there with um, what is it? Clearance, Clearwater Revival, CCR. Yeah, with their they love a you know anytime you go to Vietnam and you put in a Vietnam movie, you hear like the ding yeah it's like that and all along the watchtower right 100 percent. um so that's that's all mine for sure yeah so what's your next one yeah my next one is actually the the newest one and it's one that just came out last year mm-hmm. and it's um miley cyrus's heart of glass um which is a cover of blondie's heart of glass the, the band from the 80s and this one actually i think she just they had a bunch of like um covid uh, distant concerts last year and mm-hmm. uh, this one was when she did for iHeartRadio yeah. and she just did this one and I think it was so popular that she um, just released it like as a single on Spotify and stuff. Yeah. And I think it's great because if you listen to the Blondie one which is iconic it's it's got a, a, a that sort of like um, 
But it's like Blondie's is like, it's like much more like hushed and sort of, huh? It kind of seems, maybe poppy isn't the word, but it it seems more like a pop song than the other version. Yeah, and it's like whispery, like floaty, like she does kind of like a Billie Eilish thing. She's like, right? And she's like just very light, very high. But then Miley comes in and gives it this like sort of like really like grunge and grunge rock sound. And I think she has, I think her lane has been completely wrong for all of her career. I think... Up until now, I think that her she has a voice for something like fucking rock, like just pure rock, like Fleetwood Mac, like just like I think her voice is like really good. Like it's it's it, it doesn't I don't know how to explain. It. Like it's not a voice for pop, uh, and she does has have some good pop songs, but I think it, it's, Part, it's a Party in the USA, undeniable banger. I was gonna say yeah, there's are. iconic ones, <laughs> and uh, what's the the Wrecking Ball one, right? Like huge, yeah. like iconic at this point, but then. I think her voice just fits rock better. And I think this is the song where I was like, okay, like I can, like it sort of like clicked for me when I listened to it. I was like, this is what it should be. This is what she should be doing. Because I think she has been completely just like, uh, um, what's it called? Just been using it wrong. Like this whole time, at least I think. Um, so yeah, so I, I think it's, it's a great um, cover. And I think it, it made one of those like instant, um, you know, uh, entries into this list. Mm-hmm. So the funny thing is, is I hadn't heard the Blondie one in forever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I just like you when you haven't heard a song in forever, you just kind of have an abstract idea of it, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I know what it sounds like. Um, yeah. so I played hers, and I was like, this sounds like I remember it. And then I went and played the Blondie one, and I was like, oh no, this is different. This is like yeah. real different. And I think it's. I, I think um, I think it does the same thing that the White Stripes does, which is that like we took this thing, like even the song, like it's uh, like she toss toss me aside, like with my heart of glass, like chat. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that seems like that should be a much more like depressing song. You know what I mean? Or not? Right. Maybe mm-hmm. not depressing, um, but like visceral is the the word I'm gonna go back to here. It's like like the message of that song is not like great. Like that person should feel bad for sure. And I feel like that's what Miley Cyrus gives you in her performance. You know what I mean? Like it's got the grunge. It's like very like instead of just like oh I can't believe you tossed me aside. You know what I mean? He's like I can't believe you would toss me aside. You know what I mean? Like that's like the right. difference in terms of tone. And I feel like it just works. Like it works on a, a better level. And and both of the songs that we talked about are like perfectly fine on their own and if there had never been another cover that we had never heard you'd just been like yeah nailed it like you know what i mean but yeah. then you hear the cover you had this new layer of element to it and you're like oh wait this is this is the way i want it you know <laughs> yeah and i i feel that way about the one about our last one because we both have the same number three and i feel that way about it where how you were saying you like you're like oh this feels like the default and then you go back and listen to the old one you're like wait this is way different than i remembered it right yeah so like yeah, so so the last one we're going to talk about is uh, is landslide by, by uh, I guess they now go by the chicks. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was actually just talking to Sydney about it this weekend because I was telling her about the topic and I was like, "What do you think? Do you think this is one of those situations where, you know, from the moment they have they change their name onward, do they become 
Is it always the chicks, and or is it like everything before the name change? They are the Dixie Chicks. I mean, like on Spotify, Kanye... it's labeled the Chicks Landslide. Yeah. Okay. So... okay. Then maybe maybe it changes when they change their name. Although I think you're right because every time Jay Z changes his name, like my shit all changes too. <laughs> yeah. Like so... when, he, when he makes it all caps, when he makes it not caps, <laughs> when he adds the hyphen, when he takes away the hyphen. I think nowadays he's all caps, no hyphen. When... Yeah, I think so. When when Young Jeezy went to Jeezy, um... yes. <laughs> That was yeah. so stupid. Um, so no, no, he's all caps and hyphen. That's what it is. Oh, okay. okay. Um, and so, or when Kanye West when he changes his name to Ye here yeah, in a little bit, that's the fuck out of here, bro. All the music's gonna be just Ye. Yo, this new album's gonna be so bad. <laughs> I told everybody, I said that shit's not coming. It's never coming. He's gonna print one album. He's gonna put it on the moon. He's gonna be like, well, whoever gets up there first gets to listen to it. That's it. Oh, um. Jesus. Um, but yeah, sorry, um, so landslide by yeah Dixie landslide Chicks, by AKA the chicks the chicks covering Fleetwood Mac's uh, landslide. Um, this is the one where every time I tell people this, they're like, "It's blasphemy! How could you blasphemy?" And I'm like, "It's I'm not saying that the other one's not good. I'm saying that this one's better." Um, and I will stand on that. That is like my fucking hill. I will die on the other ones. The, the other songs we're talking about. I'm like, these are both good. This one, no, this is the one where I say this is one is you might not feel the same, but I'm like this one is better. Better, quantifiably better. Maybe it's like a 100 to a 95, but it is better than the Fleetwood Mac one. I'm sorry, America. Yeah, I'm not even... So, after after listening to both of them, I'm not sure I can put my finger on what it is quite as, as well as the other ones. Like, I'm not... And and you may point... If you have an answer for what you think it is, that I may 100% agree with you. But, like, when I listened to it, I was like, I like the, the Dixie Chicks one better, but I'm not sure why. Like, yeah. I can't put my finger on exactly what it is, or I'm like, no, I think this is a better one. Yeah. I think it's, I, I think the song just works better as a country song, which is I, I think kind of so a, too, which is weird. A weird thing to say. Like exactly. I was just going to say, I was just stole the words out of my mouth. I was like, because it's weird, because I do not like country music. And I think it, but I think in this situation, I think it works. And I also think they add this little maybe at the end that I'm like, mm, oh, that's perfect. You, you fucking nailed it. Which the right. Fleetwood Mac doesn't have. I think it just ends. Right. Um, but the Dixie Jokes one adds like this maybe. And then in that like twangy country sound song. And I'm like, perfect. Um, so, yeah. I, I, I think I think you and I are both like the same. Where we're like, is country music good? <laughs> question mark? Question mark? Uh, like like the, the fucking like uh, the lady, the, the white lady with all the um, math around her. Oh, yeah. Like, looking around <laughs> yeah, the room. It's like. To... It's like, it's got like a geometry and like formulas, variables and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, I don't, I do not like country music. Um, one thing I will say though, there's clearly something about them because if I'm not mistaken, one of their albums was completely produced by Rick Rubin. Yes. And is the one that won all the awards. Yeah. So I'm like, there's clearly something like something happened. <laughs> well, he's just really good. And so, it's funny because one of the covers that we don't have on our list that I think I would say is probably the most iconic cover is uh, Johnny Cash's cover of Hurt by Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Um, and that one is produced by Rick Rubin as well. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Um, but I did see that one on every list. Also, as someone who doesn't listen to Johnny Cash and doesn't listen to Nine Inch Nails, 
haven't listened to that cover at all. <laughs> that shit <laughs> so, means less to me than episode two of What If. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, it's one of those that I, I didn't put on there because I don't have much experience with it, but I think I mentioned it in the episode last week or maybe when we were having a discussion after recording, but the Nine Inch Nails one, it, it's like about a guy who's, you know, he's like, I fucked up, I hurt myself today um, just to see if I could feel. And it's the Nine Inch Nails one feels like somebody who is at rock bottom in their life. And he goes, you know what? I fucked up. And like, I just want, I hurt myself just to, you know, make sure that I could feel that I was still alive, that I'm still here. Um, But the Johnny Cash one, because he basically recorded, I think only a few years before he died. And I think right after his wife died, um, it's basically sort of like an end of the life thing where he goes, he's like, I regret every, I regret so much in my life and I fucked it up. And here I am at the end. And I don't know if I'm at peace with it or maybe I am at peace with it. And this is just the way it's going to go. Right. Um, so it's a great song. And I remember the first time I heard it was when Eddie Guerrero died. Cause they put the WWE put a montage together with that song on it. Mm. And I was like, fuck man, like that's so good. And I think if you find it on YouTube, I think it still fits And And it, it's, it fits because, you know, it's somebody who died. I, I don't know if maybe they meant it this way. Because I don't think they're this self-aware, but it's somebody who died because they did so many steroids and they hurt their body so much to be where they are, where they were, right. that it ended up killing them. Um, so I think they they didn't mean it this way, but this is the way it ends up coming out. So it, they end up being self-aware just from it, basically being like, this business, you're going to kill yourself and you're going to hurt yourself and this is just the way it's going to go. Right. Um, but I don't think they they meant it that way. But yeah, anyway, so that's sure. the, that... no way they're that in June. With... No, <laughs> no, no. Somebody did that under um, Vince's nose. But so <laughs> it, it's um, that's a good song. It's in that. In what was I going with this? Anyway, yeah. Rick Rubin can pretty much come in and, and fix anything, and, and he's kind of a genius. Yeah. So um, yeah. I oh oh super great. You know what else he's produced that won him a bunch of awards? Ooh. Adele's albums. He's produced, I think, one or two of them, and he made a shit ton of money off of those. Yeah. That man's all over the fucking place, bro. Like, what the fuck (laughs) is going on? Um, That dude could put out some bangers. Um, But, yeah, so, like, I still very unabashedly stand by the point that, like, country music's just straight up bad. Um, But, like, (laughs) in the the words of uh, uh, Sidney Dean in White Man Can't Jump, uh, even the sun shines on a dog's ass some days. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like, you know, I, I generally don't like country music, but, like, Darius Rucker has a couple songs I like, um, and the Dixie Chicks uh, definitely have some songs I like, and it's very odd, but you're not going to catch me listening to country music uh, on my own. Um, uh, Sydney, was trying to, Sydney was trying to play uh, Kane Brown for me. Oh, uh, bro, I hate... And I was like, I don't know, Sid. And she's like, I just have to support him because, you know, he's he's a black man in, like, an, in an area that I think just doesn't naturally welcome people. Um, like, uh, Beyonce had a song called Daddy Lessons. It's a country song. Like, right, it is yeah. a country song. And she did, they did a duet with the chicks on stage at the CMAs. Like, yep. the most country song you can think of from Beyonce with the countryest country girls doing well, hold a country on. song hold at the country very, awards. Very important. For, for this conversation is that country people hate the Dixie Chicks. They right, right, but cannot stand them. You cannot it, have put two people on stage that country, redneck country people, like you could not have put two more people on stage that'd be like, fuck 
all of these people. <laughs> like, right. Like, the Dixie Chicks are super liberal. Like, like in their thing, your average country music fan is not going to fucking like them. And then to try, like, and then you put Beyonce on stage with them, they're going to be like, burn this building down. Like, <laughs> um, I get what you're saying about Kate Brown. His music's garbage. Uh, I would just like to throw that out there. Uh, as I said, Darius Rucker, uh, from previously from Hootie and the Blowfish, he has some bangers. Um, if you want to support a black guy in country music, I would probably go for him, uh, just because I actually do like his music. Uh, but, you know, more power to him. You know, she's trying to help. But uh, yeah. at the end of the day, if I hear a Kane Brown song on the radio, I'm turning that shit the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's another cover, the Darius Rucker cover of Wagon Wheel. Which that was I a just banger. Like, <laughs> that's, it's great, but I'm like, I just, I'm so used to the first one, the old Medicine Crow, whatever the fuck. I'm just, yeah, I can't do I, it. I nah, can't do the it. Darius Rucker one is, for, like, that's the one I'm on. Um, I know, I know what you're saying, the old, uh, whatever the old one was. It's yeah. definitely, like, been around so long, but, like, the Darius Rucker one's solid. And, like, the, right, he yeah, came yeah, out with yeah. a couple other songs, like, around the same time. Those are all great. So, um, yeah. again... Country music still trash. You're not <laughs> Zach Brown band getting the fuck out of here. Uh, <laughs> any Georgia, Florida, they're not even country music, but still get them the fuck out of here. They're they're, they're country adjacent. Their their name <laughs> sounds very country. Get he them did out a of song it. with Nelly, so maybe not. Um, Brad Paisley, get him the fuck out of here. Uh, I'm just trying to, still trying to go. Yo, you know who you can extra get the fuck out of here? Scotty uh. McCreary, bro. <laughs> because that motherfucker worked at a Lowe's Foods before he got on American Idol. I worked on a Lowe's Foods. We were selling that motherfucker's album at Lowe's Foods. <laughs> playing his shit over the intercom. Get him all uh, the way to add it. Fuck out of here, bro. Bro, there's... I can't think of the name of the song. There's a song. It's the worst... I take that back. There's a song by John Anderson called Countrified that's very old. That's legitimately the worst song I've ever heard in my entire life. It it played on my work, at my work all the time. And I say this... 100% with all honesty, not exaggerating. It is literally the worst song I've ever heard in my life. Um, <laughs> but there's a Scotty McCreary song that's a close fucking second where I don't know the name of the song, right? But I'm telling you, if you Google some combination of Scotty McCreary and like the opening of the song, and also, you know, he has this stupid deep voice, even though he looks like a goober. Yeah. So it was like, mm-hmm. The song's like, Pop tops, pop and flip flops, flop and keep cop top it. Like it's it's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. It makes all the veins in my fucking head expand. Like look up <laughs> pop tops popping, bro. I promise. <laughs> flip flops flopping. Those are actual words. I lose it after that because it, it's like TikToks talking, flip flops cop. I, I don't know, bro. Like <laughs> just get it the fuck out of here. It's so bad. Whoopie um, scoop. Whoopie <laughs> exactly. It's that. Except this shit actually ended up on the radio. <laughs> um, and country fans like it. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, get that shit all the way out of there. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, I went on a tangent. Um, but country music is terrible except for this song. <laughs> yes. This song somehow is a better song as a country song. I also think some of it could be like, as a rock song, you're not really getting like a range. Like, it seems like the way uh, Fleetwood Mac is Stevie Nicks, right? So the way she sings it it is much more uh, level, is how I think I would describe it. Right. Oh, yes, yes. There's fewer Um, highs and fewer lows. Right. The, yeah. The ceiling is shorter. The floor is higher. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's 
it definitely has a much higher range, I think, in the country version of it. Um, and I don't necessarily think that's a fault of Stevie Nicks as much as it's just like, I kind of think that just kind of happens with rock music in general, really, except for like a few distinct scenarios. Yeah. Um, and I just think it works better as a country song, despite that genre being dog water. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, you know, didn't want to shit on everybody that likes country music, but uh, here we are. <laughs> I don't feel like our fan base has too many. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyways, those are covers. Oh, sorry. Uh, the last thing you wanted to talk about with the covers was... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, just super fast. Like, how do you, how do you think... Uh, like, I, 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 we already touched on it. How I would feel... I would feel pretty good that somebody liked the song. Especially if I was one somebody who wrote it. Mm-hmm. And then what would also feel pretty good are the royalty checks. Because that's, that's amazing. Because you don't even point. have to worry about it. You know. <laughs> that's and, uh, Trent, Trent Reznor gets money for Nine Inch Nails for her Johnny Cash's Hurt. And then he also gets money for Old Town Road. So he basically doesn't have to do shit except make music, movie soundtracks. And just the money just breaks in. Damn. Um, yeah, so let's see. I think I think I would feel great about it. I, I, I do... Th- All right, so... If I was Fleetwood Mac, I'd be absolutely fucking furious. Because <laughs> if a country if a country singer came and did my song, like I think all country music, I think ninety five percent of country music is garbage. If mm. a country singer came, did my song, and everyone liked it better, I'd be like, get that shit to like get out of here. Like I'm I. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm withdrawing my right for you to have this song. <laughs> I was, as Twitter would say, I would K-word myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. Like, it's, 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 I would, I could not, I could not allow it. I could not stand by it. I'm trying to think of, like, another example. If you were some terrible, bro, if I did, if I did a, alright, if I did a rap song and someone did a cover of it, and, like, the person who did a cover was fucking Hurricane Chris, whose claim to fame was a bay bay if he did a version of it and people were like this one's way better than the original i'd be like stop bro (laughs) anybody that says that i'd be like spotify if you keep his version on your platform i'm removing my whole catalog like like, i will not allow my music to be on the same platform as this guy's music i just will not allow it it's him or me you gotta choose um but, like, in the case of, like, Bob Dylan, like, the guy that everyone's like, well, his version's way better, is, like, the consensus number one best guitarist of all time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, 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 oh, well. You know what I mean? Like, what are you going right, to do? Right, right. Like, you just Bob chop Dylan, that one up to the game. Right, yeah, so right. Fuck it. If you're Bob Dylan, you're like, yeah, he could probably do any of my songs and they'd be better. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, if... If Prince did a version of your song, it's like, yeah, sorry, you're just going to be better. Like, I don't know what to right. tell you. Like, it doesn't matter what the song's about. It doesn't matter who sang it. It's probably just going to be better if Prince does it. And so you just you got to hold that. <laughs> right. You just do like a Jolene, but song version. Please don't take my song. <laughs> please. <laughs> just, please don't take my song just because <laughs> you can. <laughs> Jack White. Jack White. <laughs> uh. Oh, God. And you've never seen uh, White Man Can't Jump, right? No, no. Okay, so all along the Watchtower, I don't think it comes up in the movie, but they talk about Jimmy Hendrix. I'm pretty sure it's Jimmy Hendrix. And uh, yeah, it definitely is. And 
So it's Wesley Snipes and uh, Woody Harrelson. And they do this thing, and I think it's actually kind of the opposite of how like, people would normally describe this uh, phenomenon. But, like, it's a bit, Wesley Snipes is telling uh, Woody Harrelson, he's like, nah, you, you just listen to Jimmy. You don't hear him. Like, he's saying, like, he's like, he's basically saying that because Woody Harrelson's white, like, he doesn't, like, get the message that Jimmy's trying to get across. Like, he's just hearing the words. He's not, like, getting the meaning behind it. Yeah. And, like, that whole argument ends up with, like, Woody Harrelson, like, screaming at Wesley Snipes. He's like, I can hear Jimmy. I can hear Jimmy. Because like, he's like, nah, you're just listening. You're not hearing him. And so, he's like, like the whole thing ends with, just being like, I can hear Jimmy. It's, like, one of my one of the funniest parts of the movie for some reason to me. And so like, I was listening to this and like, I heard Bob Dylan's and I was like, this shit's trash. Cause I can hear Jimmy. <laughs> I can hear Jimmy Hendrix. Um, but yeah. So anyways, uh, yeah, those are covers we like more than the original. Um, you want to push back these, uh, these other topics for next week? Um, I think we could talk about, talk about them if like eight minutes, like five, five, five to eight minutes if you want real quick, just cause I don't okay. have much to say other than just like quick, like, Ooh, Perfect. this is exciting. Did, right, so... Uh, so, um, the, the, the next topic, um, is, uh, the Spider-Man no way out, no way home trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. did you watch it? Immediate reactions. What do you think? I think it came out, it must've came out like what? Monday night? Mm, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. I feel like I saw. I didn't. I didn't see it when it came out. I didn't see it that night. Mm. I was driving to work, and then like when I parked my car, I always get to work like fifteen minutes early. Mm-hmm. Parked my car, scrolled through Twitter for a second, saw that, and I was like, "Well, I guess I'm watching this before work." <laughs> so yeah, I watched that trailer. That shit looks so good. Yeah, I, I'm. Oh, I. So, so I had told myself I was like, you know what? There's no trailer yet. I can wait, um, you know, four months, you know, because it's not like, you know, sometimes trailers come out like a year before the movie, like next August. And you're like, it's August now. But this one is like four months away. I'm like, I can do, I can be strong. I can just like not watch it. I'm already know I'm going to go see it. I'm in there. And I know what it's about, sort of. I'm there. And then um, uh, I I got home from dinner with a friend and then I saw somebody tweet like, you show me a pumpkin bomb, I'm a happy man. I'm like, oh, oh, Sydney, it's alive, it's alive. And I'm literally pacing around my apartment, <laughs> and I'm like, I can't, sit. I can't, I can't, like, I can't watch it, like, it's gonna be too much. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it, put it up on the TV. So I watched it, and immediately I was like, fuck yes, let's go. But then that whole night, literally, there was like screenshots up and down the, the, the timeline. Even if I were to have muted Spider-Man, like every variation of Spider-Man, Spider-Man No Way Home, Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, Spider-Man trailer, whatever, MCU trailer, whatever, it would have still seeped through because people were posting pictures, they were posting screenshots, they were talking about it. So I'm glad I watched it. I, I think, you know, today the news came out that it's like the most watched trailer in a week and it's not even, right. hasn't even been a week. Um, so I, I think... It's a there's something different between me not watching the trailer for Candyman or fucking right. I don't know Dune, whereas this is it's so big and it's it's pretty much the biggest franchise in the world right now that the idea of hiding myself from it somehow and still being online is just ridiculous. For the only way for me to avoid any kind of spoiler or trailer or the trailer itself would be to just get off of everything for the next four months. Yeah, the only way you weren't going to see a Game of Thrones spoiler when that was out is if you watched the show when it came out. Exactly. If you watched the show exactly. the moment it came out. 
So, yeah, I mean, uh, there's a difference between logic applies. <laughs> yeah, there's a difference between being in the zeitgeist and then like being the being the zeitgeist. Like even Sydney, we were in bed about to go to sleep, and she was like, "I there's literally people tweeting about it who I follow who I didn't even know watched those movies." <laughs> it's kind of like before Kanye, you know, fucking lost his mind. Anytime he would tweet back in like 2015, 2016, he was somebody who he would tweet, and literally everybody you can think of, music, sports. Uh, just Twitter personalities, they would respond to it and be like, "Oh shit!" Like Kanye tweeted because literally everybody would talk about it, right? And that's how this is. It's like, "Ooh, a new Marvel trailer!" Literally every single person you can think of is either making a joke, they're responding to it, they're reacting to it, they're tweeting about it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm so excited. I like, you know, at the end of the trailer, they have um, Doc Ock shows up from yeah. the 2004 Spider-Man Two, and you just go, "Dude, let's like." Well, first. They, you know, they have the pumpkin bomb rolls down the street, and you go. Oh, oh, I was like, oh, oh my! That. And then the cl- the the tentacle comes out of the smoke, and I was like, wait, that looks just like oh, 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 oh my god! And then he comes out of the smoke, and you're like, oh, dude, like, oh my god, man, let's go! And um, what that led me down the road was, and I was telling Sydney as well. I was like, hopefully, this means that people will not only, um, you know be excited for no way home but they'll rewatch the spider the two spider-man the sam raimi ones and they'll go back and watch them because those two uh, are fucking awesome it's i see that you are saying two <laughs> mm-hmm. i see that you're saying watching the two sam raimi spider-man oh yes yeah uh, oh, yes. oh oh yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. people you like don't three, have to watch the third <laughs> it's you know, it's up to you. It's like it's like one of those things. It's like people go, man, that that Hulk movie from two thousand three, the old one, is you know people need to go back and revisit it. And I'm like, you motherfuckers can go back and revisit it. I was there. I know it was shit. All right. Like there's only you know you might not like the Marvel movie stuff because it looks all the same now. But don't try to um, what's it called uh, whitewash or retroactively retconned the, the the my thoughts about. Don't gaslight me into thinking that the fucking Ang Lee Hulk movie is good. That shit is a piece of shit. All right. And just like. Spider-Man Three is a piece of shit. Well, it's it's a piece of it's, shit. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. Okay, like it's it's okay. Okay. Um, Look, but, it's not as much of a piece of shit as the Amazing Spider-Man Two. No, no. Even it's so weird because I was same thing. I, I sound like a broken record, but I was telling Sydney, and this is kind of where her eyes start to glaze over. Um, <laughs> Spider-Man Two is ass, but. It somehow has the best Spider-Man costume ever put to film. It looks so good. And she's like, what does it look good? I'm like, because the eyes are like big and they're like sort of bulbous and they have this reflection to them. And he has like a the, the, like this very wiry frame, but it's bright. It's literally, it's the best suit that they will ever put on film for Spider-Man. And it was in literally the worst Spider-Man movie. The the Andrew Garfield second one, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even, I never saw it. So I actually don't know what that that uh spider-man outfit looks yeah like. here, google it real quick just look up like the amazing spider-man 2 suit and you'll be like huh especially because the first amazing spider-man one looks like they try to go so much in the opposite direction that it looks like not even really like spider-man okay yeah i see what you're saying yeah that is a that's a really solid one for sure yeah um, and he, the eyes are great and it moves great and it looks great it just sucks that it's in the worst one definitely um so yeah anyways I, i'm probably going to go watch them i'm probably going to watch all of them 
You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll probably watch the third one. Not even good. Probably watch that second Amazing Spider-Man. Not even good. Because at this point, that like the premise of the movie is the multiverse. So like any of the shit's possible right now. So like, right. I need to be. I need to be. Uh, I have need to have my notepad with me so like while i'm watching the movie i looked down at my notes i'm like wait is he in one of these movies like <laughs> I, I mean somebody even put like they're like lizards in it i was like what i didn't even see that like so i, I saw a I can't tweet wait. where people were saying they think matt murdoch's in it have you seen yeah that? yeah with the with the forearms i'm like it's literally just hairy forearms but here's but, the deal if if daredevil's in it Bro, they they pull together all of this shit, and it doesn't just seem like stupid, like fan service. You know what I mean? Right. This is guaranteed to be a banger. (laughs) I'm, um, yeah, I, I can't wait. Um, I, I think the conceit or the, 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 the reason why there's a potential multiverse is a little weak, but I think that's just because they, I think it'll be a lot more. Um, com- hopefully complex, more detailed in the movie rather than right. I fucked up a spell because he was talking during the spell, you know? Right. I think it'll be a lot more complicated than that. At least I'm yeah, hoping like, it is. Because even in the trailer at one point, it's like you can't keep trying to live these separate lives. That's what's causing this. So I'm hoping he he fucks up the spell, but what exasperates the problem even? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it's yeah. like these other things that are happening. Hopefully. Right, right. So um, yeah, can't wait. December can't come soon enough. Yeah. Also, they're really leaning on Spider-Man, I feel like. I mean, 100%, because Spider-Man's an amazing hero, even outside of just Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Yeah. Because he was the first movie after Endgame. Yeah. The only movie we've gotten since that is Black Widow. Yeah, Black Widow. But then soon it'll be Shang-Chi. Oh, yeah. Shang-Chi releases before. Okay. Okay. But even still, like, those are very much... um, B characters or B yeah. movies compared to like you know what I mean like yeah and they feel uh like uh um what's it called when a when a river branches off subsidiaries right yeah I know what you're saying like the yeah. tertiary kind tertiary, of tertiary like, yeah, right right they're like, not like yeah. the main story and even though they'll eventually become part of the main story they're not like you know I I feel like this is like the first official entry into like phase four you know right because like. I think the thing is, like, even if Shang-Chi does become super, like, I haven't seen Black Widow, so maybe not. But, like, we know Scarlett Johansson's character not going to be relevant anymore. We have that in the bag. Shang-Chi, even if he becomes relevant, like, one, we don't know for sure that he will. And two, like, we don't know anything about this character. So there's not really a whole lot of there. Like, I'm surprised it's not Thor, right? Not to say that it, like, I can't believe they're using Spider-Man. Because, like I said, great, great choice. It just seems weird that we're getting two of those back to back, internet or not back to back. Right, right. Like, yeah, like, and it's and ending I'm... phase three, starting phase four. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm yeah. just surprised you're not getting something like Thor, Guardians of the Galaxy, like, like just to space it out a little better. Even Ant Man, which is even kind of tertiary on his own. I feel like, yeah. Um, I'm just surprised you're not getting more of something like that. I I do think um I think COVID fucked shit up. Right, mm-hmm. I think um, we would have had much more of you know. I think Spider Man was. I think it was always going to come out. Maybe now, or maybe I think it was supposed to come out in July. Um, but I think there was always supposed to be a lot more stuff between. I think by the time that Spider Man comes out, it will have been you know three Marvel movies, four Marvel shows. I think it'll feel more. But I think right now it doesn't feel like that much time in between the two movies. Even yeah. though I think it ends up being two and a half years. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It also could just be because of this shape that theaters are in in general. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
Like, it doesn't feel like a big... Maybe maybe Shang-Chi would have felt like a bigger release if it wasn't, like, also hitting a streaming platform. You know what I mean? And right. Like, Same thing with Eternals. Say. Yeah. I think yeah. this is... Yeah. I think you're right. I think... I think, you know, you hear Shang-Chi opens 200 mil, right? Oh, oh my God. And it sort of captures the zeitgeist kind of like Black Panther did, right? Right. Um, but, yeah, I think you're totally right. But, yeah, so uh, I'm super hyped for that. Uh, and yeah, what was same. the last thing here we wanted to briefly Yeah, talk? last super last thing quick. Um, so for, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn has a 60 frame per second PS5 update. So okay, if you yeah. have a PS5 4K, and you have upgraded 4K resolution yeah. also. Exactly, yes, yes. So if you have Horizon Zero Dawn, um, re-download it or download it and finish it because it looks great now. And then the reason that they came out with that is because they finally have a date for Horizon Forbidden West, which is February 18th, 2022. And I cannot fucking wait! Oh my god, I'm so excited. (laughs) I have three games on my radar where I'm like, I need to know when these shits are coming out, right? Mm. And it's... I was going to give you a joke one and say it's like Grand Theft Auto 5 for the PS5, Skyrim for the PS5. So <laughs> these old fucking games that have been out like three generations now that they're still doing again. You There's... saw they're doing another Skyrim, correct? Yeah, yeah. It's somebody on the hard drive, which is like the onion, like a comedic, like for, yeah. but for video games, they were like, congrats or like uh, celebration for uh, Skyrim, which came out 10 years, eight years, six years, four years, and two years ago. <laughs> like... Why are you still doing this? And that's the yeah. way I feel about Grand Theft Auto Five. It's like, I bought this. I completed it. I played it. I beat it. I did the online stuff on my 360. And now you're telling me, like, we're here for PS5. I'm like, what are you doing? Um, right. But uh, anyways, the three games I'm most looking out for are Horizon Forbidden West, mm-hmm. um, God of War, which I don't even think has... I think it's Ragnarok. I don't think they've officially said that that's the title. Oh, right, it was like a leak or something, The teaser, well, no, there's a teaser trailer, and it says, like, spoiler, the God of War ends with, like, the the long winter that leads up to Ragnarok and the lore of Norse mythology. That's how the first one ends. So, like, people already kind of had that, like, you know what I mean? Like, we're going towards Ragnarok. And then, and then the the teaser trailer for when they first announced that it was going to be coming out, and it's gotten pushed back since I think probably because of COVID. It's it was like the God of War emblem came up like, and it said like, God of War, and then it like disappeared, and it came up and it said like Ragnarok is coming. So people have just kind of called it God of War Ragnarok, but I don't know mm. if that's like even an official title yet. I think at this point we might have even backed like even if they weren't going to make that the official title, we might have just backed Santa Monica into it. Like, well, it sounds good, and we got to do it. Like, like right. the only way that's not going to be the title is if like there's a, they already have the plan for the third game, and the third game is actually Ragnarok. Like I right, feel like right. that, at this point, that's the only way that's not coming. Yeah. Um, but uh, either way, uh, I'm super looking forward to that. Horizon Forbidden West. And then my last one is kind of like off the wall compared to what most people probably listen to. Uh, Gran Turismo 7, I believe Ooh. it is. Nice. Because, yeah, no, I, I know that they're very popular. So. Well, here's the crazy part is that I played, I had a 360. I did not have a PS3. Forza was on the 360. Forza was basically better than Gran Turismo straight up. Like, no other mm-hmm. way around it. Gran Turismo has been around longer, I'm pretty sure, but I, th- I think Forza just kind of pulled it off a little better, uh, especially around that time. I got the PS4. I was super devastated. I was like, I can't play any Forza games because it's Xbox exclusive. But at least I'll have Gran Turismo. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that they came out with a, a game called Gran Turismo Sport. And the last one was Gran Turismo 6, I'm pretty sure. They came out with Gran Turismo Sport, and I was like, that's weird. This isn't like a mainline entry. I'm not interested in it. 
because like I I was like they they the same way Forza now has Forza and then Forza Horizon which is like a different kind of game I was like mm-hmm. no I want like the I want the mainline Gran Turismo I don't want this like weird little knockoff subdivision garbage right and then they just ne- the whole PS4 lifespan they didn't come out with a Gran Turismo other than Gran Turismo Sport so I was like what the fuck like like <laughs> I had this thing for seven years and you didn't even it's like one of their flagship titles right like it's like right. it's Sony's racing game Gran mm-hmm. Turismo it's been around for forever the whole seven years of the PS4 was like, you didn't give me one. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? And so, like, I think early next year is when Gran Turismo 7 is supposed to drop, so I'm super looking uh-huh. forward to it so I can finally have, like, a simulated racing game to play. Um, so, those are the three that are on my horizon. And uh, Horizon Forbidden West is definitely one of them. Sweet, sweet. And so yeah, I'll probably next go back February. and play it. Yeah, six months. Yes, sir. Um, but that's the episode for this week, guys. Um, as usual... Uh, stay safe, stay entertained, and um, if you want to catch me, you can catch me at Instagram and Twitter at tmoneybags. And I'm at evercaster92 on Instagram. If you want to email us directly, you can email us at differentanimalspodcast at gmail.com or check us out on Instagram or Twitter um, at diffanimalspod. Uh, so that's the episode. We'll catch you guys next week. Later. See you.